Good evening, I'm Elaine Cross. And I'm Ted Stevens. And welcome back to Channel 13 News. Tonight's big eclipse is now well underway. It is a total lunar eclipse, which I'm told means up to two hours of no moon visibility. More than half the moon has already entered the Earth's shadow. Observers from all over the Western Hemisphere are watching this spectacular event. In fact, it's visible from every continent this side of the globe except Antarctica. The best time to see this fascinating event will be just about the stroke of midnight. That's when you'll be able to see the moon itself actually disappear into the Earth's shadow. And that's it for us tonight. Stay tuned for a special presentation of Frightmare Theater coming up next. Ooh, scary. It's a good night for a movie. Get the popcorn ready. I like mine with butter. They thought they made a horror show. Stir the curse be down below. What they had built it began to feel. One hundred forever now they must spin the wheel. This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, where horror lovers and horror haters come together for insights, insults, and information overload. Here's your horror-loving host, Daniel. I'm glad you called. His horror-hating cousin, Nathan. Hi there. Andrew the Intern. <laughs> Marissa. Hello. And Caruso. <laughs> Tonight we watched... The House of the Devil. Spin number 16. The House of the Devil. Written, directed, and edited. Ooh. Oh, yes. By Ty West. Triple threat. Everyone, welcome. Listeners, welcome. Babysitting job that coins. Uh, what are you reading, Nathan? She slowly realizes her clients are. Oh, oh. sorry. Just getting ready for the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Glad you're, glad you're with us now. <laughs> this is Ty West's baby. This is a callback 1980s satanic ritual horror movie. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to say a lot of nice things about this movie mm-hmm. and still come out somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to like it. Everyone wants to like things, though. Come on now. I know, but whether you come out on top liking them or not is what really matters. This uh, movie has a scoring, and it happens with movies that are doing a good job. You give them an effort for doing a good job. The end result isn't quite so great, but you do see the merit. So this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has an 86% critic score, which is super high, which movies that are even somewhat competent in the horror genre get way overrated by critics. We've seen this before. Yeah. But the user rating is 62%. Yeah, that's better. That sounds yeah. more about right. That's, yeah. a, that's the IMD yeah. rating as well as 6.4. The only weird thing that I saw about this, Nathan, and maybe you can pipe in here with your knowledge of, of the box office. Hmm. This movie cost almost a million to make and only made a hundred grand. Damn. Failure. But did it make all that up and more in DVD sales and streaming sales because I feel like this movie is known. This movie's known. It's critically acclaimed. But yet was it just a it was because it was it because the release was so small or did it just not do that well and attract an audience at all? I don't really know. Like you're saying it's more it's more than a hundred grand known. Yeah, I okay. feel like it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? But Ty West is on this 
<clears throat> platform with people like Eli Roth, yeah, mm. who are considered like the new faces of the horror genre moving forward. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of hardcore horror fans give them a do not of respect, but don't really like them all that much. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm one of those fans. Like I get it, you you're you definitely you definitely respect what you're doing. I just don't know how good at it you are, or if you need to be paired with someone that can maybe help you out. Maybe two people can make a whole. Like I think we discussed before, maybe Ty West and Eli Roth coming together. Yeah. Well, uh, Ty West also he did one of the ABCs of Death, right? Did one of the ABCs of Death. He did a segment in VHS. That's right. Uh, I think most recently he did the Sacrament. Right, Andrew? You saw that one. Oh, did I ever wish I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> and just like we also directed an episode of the new MTV TV series Scream. Yep. Okay. I sure did. I think he can, he might have kicked the show off actually. The way that the that of uh, direct, famous directors like to do. They're like, I, "We'll come in and do the pilot and then you guys can handle it from here." I can see Ty West being the MTV of horror directors. <laughs> like, you know, those people like him and actually watch his movies regularly and then everybody else is just kind of like yeah fucking that's the channel i usually skip over mm-hmm. yeah and the guy that plays mm. the old couple's son in this movie victor ullman mm-hmm. his name is aj bowen and he i think he and ty west might be buddies he's or... in everything that ty west yeah. has done exactly he's one of ty west's go-to guys okay. like here he plays the creepy son in the sacrament. He plays the like sarcastic piece of shit cameraman that has to investigate this cult. And he might even be in a segment of one of those short films he did. I don't know. Hmm. But he's in the same vein for me because I feel like that guy should be in horror movies. He's got a horror movie feel to him. I just feel like he can't be left to his own devices. Like yeah. that, that guy needs to be like wrangled in tight. You need to tell him exactly what to do. And I feel like he will fucking deliver. Yeah. But if you're his buddy and you're the director, you're going to get moments of ups and downs of overacting awfulness and really nailing it. Beautifulness all at the same time, because you don't feel right. Maybe telling him what to do. Cause you're his buddy. Yeah. He was hardly in this movie. So, I mean, there wasn't, there's was only so much acting he could have done. Yeah. What about your next? You guys see your next? No. no, he's in your next. He plays one of the, children i think that's an inheritor to the house i can't remember has he really become a famous director though no but he's he's known he's known but i feel like he's about to be whatever it is he's gonna be like he's now got enough clout his next movie is called in a valley of violence and it stars john travolta and that's i think the the biggest he's he's gotten yet yeah yeah, because yeah. the be. sacrament didn't have anybody in it. No, and he could go the direction that some other horror directors do, which is, well, let me take a break from this, do a couple of big blockbusters, get my name known, get some money coming in, and then come back with like a super that's violent, what weird they really want to do. Yeah, yeah, and then he can say, "Ty West presents." <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Eli Roth, same thing, right? Started out small, got some clout, made a bunch of big budget ones, got some money behind them made his own production company or at least solidified it with better finances and then found talent and tried to extend his tentacles. Still don't care for the guy, but yeah, that's how he did it. <laughs> I'm actually okay with him. I see that I see something there. But let's get to the ladies. Uh the ladies 
Uh, Samantha's played by uh, Jocelyn Donahue. Megan is played by Greta Gerwig. Not really going to know these ladies from anywhere. They are in some modern stuff like Insidious and Furious 7. Um, but they Greta fit the Gerwig. movie. I think that's it's... more that they fit the movie and less who are they, right? Yeah. yeah. I found uh, S- Sam to be likable. Yes. Woo! I, I enjoyed her time screen. Her screen time? Her time screen. It was oh. uh, likable. Yeah, well. she's she's a likable character. <laughs> she didn't offend me like I was with a bunch of other people in the last few movies, the okay. Ty West and Eli Roth movies, where people are offensive to me on screen. Oh, wow. I need, mm. I need to make an announcement. Go ahead. Oh boy. This is the first time that uh, the intern and I have not watched the movie in the same room, have not talked to each other about the movie prior to the podcast. Wow. Oh, you're going okay. in blind. So we watch separately from each other. And yeah, we haven't talked about it at all. We don't actually know if Nathan actually watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched it. I watched it last night alone, late at night, in the dark. Ooh. Oh, like, like it probably it should have been watched. In the daylight. Ooh. Not how this should have been watched. <laughs> By myself. Okay. Not giving it the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no. And that leaves us with the Ullmans, Mr. and Mrs. Ullman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Ullman is an old horror actress. This is not new to her. She now gets to play the older lady roles as opposed to the Scream Queen roles. But Mr. Ullman, Tom Noonan, uh, we recognize him, don't we, Nathan? Uh, from many things. It's very familiar to me. I spent a little bit of time wandering around in my mind trying to figure out where he was from. And then I looked him up and found out he was from more things than I remembered him from. Absolutely. I immediately recognized him as the guy from Last Action Hero. Yep. (laughs) And then when I looked him up, I I had a few, oh, yeah, moments. Like, oh, yeah, he's totally the guy from Heat in the wheelchair that gives them the Mm -hmm. prints to go and... In there, and I'm just looking at the other aha moments. It appears that he's he's a a favorite, or at least he was in something with Ty West prior to this called The Roost, the first full feature length horror movie for Ty West. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And it should be said that House of the Devil is early in Ty West filmography. Was it 09? So it's next one, the second full feature. Oh, that's the other one, RoboCop Two. Yeah, he was he was the the evil drug peddler that hit, it was his brain inside of the new and improved <laughs> drug peddler robocop <laughs> villain yeah he's he's a great he's a great go-to for horror movies i think if you are making a horror movie and you need that kind of character you can reach out to tom noon and he'll, he'll totally pull it off for you he's uh, i saw him recently in a werewolf movie called late phases and uh, he was great in that too. Was like a preacher that chain smoked cigarettes and was like a little bit off. I can see kilter. Yeah. <laughs> I love the char- I love his his voice yeah. and how he approached the character in this movie, mm-hmm. House of the Devil. It was very. It just seemed correct. Nathan, I'm glad you brought up uh, his voice because watching the movie, you're just enjoying Tom Noonan and thinking like, oh, he's so great at playing like the soft spoken older man who understands how scary the situation looks from the outside. He's so calm about everything. But when I was pulling the audio for those clips, all I could hear was Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) 
He sounds Andrew commenting, or you're saying that Tom Noonan sounds like Andrew. Yes, in some of these scenes that I pulled for the clips, it could very well have been Andrew, and I wouldn't have noticed the difference. (laughs) So I could be in movies. My voice could be the soft-spoken. Yeah, as like a satanic predator of young women. (laughs) That's what I'd want to do anyway. You're not not tall enough to be in movies. Yeah, I'm pretty short, but you know. Same height as Tom Cruise and Tom Noonan is very tall. Jeremy Renner, six foot six. Damn. Yeah, he towers over people. That's why he gets those lurch rolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's all we need to know. So we can get right into this movie. This movie that was filmed in sixteen millimeter. A oh, beautiful. Yeah. Pays homage at every turn that it can to the eighties, not just in its graininess and in its costumes and its setting or even its concept of satanic rituals which was really big late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. but also in its filming techniques long steady shots at least through the vast majority of the movie actually zooming in as opposed to rolling the dolly forward I think the cinematography was uh was good in this movie the yeah. capture of the 80s i think was good in this movie yeah, yeah. it's fantastic well are we um our scores on it can we so say that- we, oh yeah fantastic zero is that what we're saying <laughs> that's a fantastic <laughs> zero. zero yep noted this movie's that going for the 80s answer, or i was joking but let's hear from maybe the guests no no andrew you started us off uh you want to interrupt everyone why don't we just let you begin <laughs> uh andrew what's your What's he your initial rating on this the, he tries to take over the host duties yeah starts handing things around uh I'm he trying gets to impatient. learn. As, okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll be honest this time. I'll give you my honest score on this. I would mark this as a plus one. A plus one. You looking at his face, Nathan? Is he telling the truth? It has it has its place? This movie. I think he's telling the truth. Yes. Okay. Plus one. Uh, Marissa. Negative one. Negative one. Caruso. Um. I was going to say negative one, but I think I'm just going to go plus one. Because I was going to say negative one because of the way it's shot and that it's such an homage to the 80s. But that's not... The more I thought about it, the more it's like that's not a negative one. That's just a positive. And I think just alone where I stand and what I like, the fact that it was shot on film and it looks like that, that's alone enough for me to make it a positive one. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna s- very biased when it comes to film versus digital. I'm very biased against that. So when it's a newer movie that is shot on film, I automatically love that about it. Yeah, you could give a lot. You can give the horror a lot of impact if you just bother to shoot on film. Yeah, it could be a shit movie, and I would still love it because it has that warm, grainy. Just oh my god, I love it. And because it's a patient movie for the most part, <laughs> eventually to its own demise. Yeah. But yeah. at first. Uh, a, a nice breath of fresh air compared to other shit coming out around this time. So, you know, <clears throat> I want to. I want to give it a plus two, but I'm with you. Plus one for me. Nathan? Two words for you. Slow zoom. Oh, he loves it. Slow <laughs> zoom. It's got it. It's got it all. It's got it in spades. Yeah. I give a plus two. 
to the first hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the That's problem. All we kept saying is hour 10 minutes. There's an hour and 10 minutes till something happens. Yep. It, it drops to a questionable plus one for the remainder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. I feel like because I'm giving more than half of the movie a plus two, I have to submit a week plus two. A week? What? What is this? What is this? <laughs> it's week we, we talked strong. about this. We talked about it's, evolving the scale. It's just dainty. It's like, uh, two plus we, two. Uh. No, we talked about evolving it's the just, scale. Yeah, right on the cusp. What I'm suggesting is this is a plus two minus one. So plus one. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're just... You're just <laughs> the math. Math all by yourself. I did, I did. And placing it... Here's how I think the scale should really work. No, you're including your work. We just need the answer <laughs> in this classroom. I'm saying that the primary number should be where you where you stand. But the augmented number also expresses something as well. So, But it, it doesn't have as much strength as the first number. So I don't think it brings it down to a plus one. I think it brings it more into a 1.5. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Points. Decimal okay, fine. Points. Fine. Plus two. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Nathan. Yes, cousin Daniel. How can I help you? Uh, could you maybe tell us what this movie's about? College student Samantha Hughes takes a strange babysitting job that coincides with a full lunar eclipse. She slowly realizes her clients harbor a terrifying secret. Now, something that I really appreciate about, as Daniel has put it, slow burn. Just because I don't think a lot of movies take their time anymore to really draw you into something. And if you can do it effectively, it can exponentially have an impact on the movie. And I believe Mr. West, with House of the Devil, he was walking in the right direction. He was creating some very great build. And yeah, I think we can all agree, and everyone out there who watches this movie will probably agree, that it uh, it, it kind of fails to go the distance. But that happens so often in horror that I don't think enough appreciation here is being given to the build that the, he creates. He does create three quarters of an awesome movie and it it has great like I, last night in the dark wow like there was a few moments where it really got to me just because I allowed myself to get sucked in by that slow burn and he ruined it but that's <laughs> that's okay it's like he ruined it but it's okay because we appreciate that there's something great waiting for him potentially and Daniel's made these comments about Ty West a lot in the past, that there's this something special about him that you really want to to be the thing that predominantly takes over. But we're waiting. And we'll keep waiting. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, House of the Devil. That was beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) You know, can I, I... That alone might get me up to a positive, too. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying. Not, I, might, not, I might move to a positive one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I and that and I mean, I think I needed to watch it a second time today, right before we did this, to 
kind of yeah agree with Nathan that it it is really nice. I mean, we said it you know out loud. Wow, this movie does have a lot of good shots. Like three or four times, like this movie is just shot so well. And then there's that. I think Nathan should know what I'm talking about, especially if you're paying attention to the cinematography. But Marissa and I both agree that the cover of the movie should have been that shot where she grabs the knife and she's looking upstairs and she puts the knife behind her back, but just for that one shot. But that it is so beautiful. It has like the bottom of the stairs all the way to the top and the overlook with the railing and her perfectly at this, I don't know, not 45 degree the angle. tight upward angle. Yeah, it was just, it was gorgeous. And I think positive too if anything for cinematography how yeah. about the scene where she opens the door to the bathroom and like looks up oh <laughs> and it's uh like where it's just the shot it's completely dark and it's just you can see her in the lit doorway and that's it yeah mm-hmm. like like the, the sound happens and then the door opens like yeah. Right. yeah yeah it was yeah exactly <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it and fleshing it out and talking about it it was shot. I love it. It was, yeah. it was and, good. And here's where you're going to see the split, because you're going to hear this all throughout tonight's recording. Is everyone admiring the beauty with which it was shot? So we'll see what it is that comes at the end of this movie that seems to bring everybody down a little bit. An hour and ten minutes into it. But I'll say that I think, yes, are going to appreciate how it was shot and have that experience tonight. Just looking over at the faces... Oh, and, fuck the, off. and the mouthing of things that's happening over here. I'm going to say that the intern is not going to appreciate it as much as we did. I can appreciate cinematography just as much as anyone else. But just Why are because you mocking me for liking it? Something is shot with greatness doesn't make the movie a two. Right. It fails in, in many other aspects. The cinematography is fantastic. Where do we begin? Young girl... Reaching out from her dormitory, looking to get her own place. With what money? Gets an apartment. $84. What is she thinking she's going to get with $84? (laughs) Why is she making deals with nice older ladies when she doesn't have any money or any source of money? Well, she bought some extra time. She's going to do what she got to do to pay that bill. This is about getting out of her current dormitory with her bullshit roommate that she doesn't want to be around so she could be a more productive human. Am I wrong? That's right. Well, yeah, but how? She's not thinking about it. She, she plunges into things head first. She's headstrong and she plunges in before she has the resources. She's trying to see what she can get. Foreshadowing. Right. Right. Reaching beyond her means. Get what she deserves. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a, a little. little that's a little harsh for Samantha. I will I will definitely make the argument that Megan will get what she deserves. But I'm I'm all ears for everybody <laughs> getting there. <laughs> but that's it. She has to she found a place she likes. You have our young character Samantha, perfectly cast for the 80s role, slender, high denim, wrapped up, and then there's not a whole lot that you need for the setup. She's jamming around in the street. She's walking around. She's listening to her thick little Walkman. <laughs> yeah, the Walkman, my favorite musical device. That's how you know. That's how every 80s movie lets you know it's the 80s. Freeze frame, bright letters, let you take it in for a second. Okay, cut something else, and then you know it's going to end in a freeze frame. And somebody better have a Walkman. Mm-hmm. And what is she... What does she have on her 
Like, what is on the, her doorknob when she gets to her room that she can't go in? That long sock. That long sock. Her roommate, her slutty roommate, is fucking all over the room at, like, what, like, 8 in the morning? <laughs> if not earlier. You gotta wake up to a nice sex fest. This was an opportunity right here. This was an opportunity Heather, wasted. Heather, come on. Did Were you looking for boobs? I was looking for boobs, and this was the chance, the only chance in the movie to, to offer me up what I wanted. Mm, so boobs <laughs> equal plus two, huh? It could. <laughs> Depends on how nice they are. Unless it's Total Recall, then it's a plus three. Oh. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not into that. <laughs> I want to say something. Um, we were talking about how the the girl that was cast for the main part, how she looks 80s, and I think it's it's. In the 80s, they were going for that look, like the high cheekbones and like slender jaw. Because, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney Weaver, you know, like I think that was it. And just the casting for that. It's just weird to say, but your face looks 80s. Mm-hmm. Like You look like you should be 80s movies with feathered hair and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I'm sure they didn't look too far beyond that when they cast her. But her roommate slutting it up gives her a chance to go and find a job from the bulletin board. We see flyers all over the place for the upcoming eclipse tonight. Ooh. You know, she took the wrong one. I think she should have taken the lost cat poster down because there was a reward for it. Ooh. If only she went looking for a cat instead of some babies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the movie you would have rather watched, Andrew? <laughs> Possible. We'll House of the Devil Pet Detective. Just her yeah. halfway crouched over, just saying the cat's name over and over again. <laughs> Whiskers. And then when she brings the cat back to the owner, it's all a big lure for his satanic ritual. <laughs> no, it's the cat from Reanimator, and right when she brings it back is when that night all that shit happens in the basement. Mm-hmm. There we go. Cat dead it. details later. Yeah. Real right <laughs> this board is I'm just looking at the board right now, and it's covered way too much in current event stuff. Like, there you should know? be some old stuff that's been stapled over. Yeah, like, most boards like this have a lot of stuff that's various. Like, this is all related, pretty much. Like, it's all about astronomy. It's all about viewing the eclipse. There's a thing for Nick's Pizza, which comes into play later. Wanted, Nick's Pizza. I'm assuming a delivery driver. Um, I didn't yeah, notice that. Well, pizza. we're staring at an image of it. So oh, okay. Not like we're, you know, more aware than you are. It's just all about astronomy and it's all related so that's a little bit it's, i guess you would do that though to be suggestive you would and it's given a lot and a little but yeah. they were like i mean it was all over the news everyone was talking about this you know event happening with the eclipse like it was a big thing and in that town before internet when she can't get into a room she goes and finds the babysitter job she tears the number off she goes to a payphone calls the number on the payphone Gets an answering machine and then slowly walks away, but then quickly has her first encounter with creepy Mr. Ullman. Hello? Samantha. Yes? You just left me a message about the babysitting position. Oh, yeah, I did. How did you get this number? Please excuse the urgency, but if you are still interested, I would like to meet you. Sure, that'd be fine. 
Well, I'm afraid I'm not too familiar with the layout over there. Perhaps you could meet me in front of the student affairs office. That's where I dropped off my advertisements. Okay, I know where that is. Wonderful. I'll see you there. Right now? Yeah, no, walk Hello? away. Red flag number one. That he deflected the question of how did you get this number? Yeah. Yep. It's the only people I babysit for. And you know, he <laughs> wanted to say, I'll meet you by the gas station bathroom where I can abduct you into my car. I just have a white paneled van with no windows. I'd like you to meet me in there, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, did you mean to say advertisements? <laughs> advertisements. Advertisements? Advertisements. No, flag number two. Okay. Serial killer. All right. All right. That's a, okay. I think what? we need to take a red flag count for this movie because mm-hmm. there is just so many. way too many. I think we need to have like your you guys' old school stab counts. This there's going to be a red red flag count for this one because it is riddled with the shit. So that's two right there just from so the phone call. Do people who say oh, yeah. advertisement also say schedule? Schedule. Quite Same kind of person. Vase. Aluminium. Aluminium. Petrol Invent- instead of gas. Inventory. Yeah. Are you available for babysitting? How's your schedule? <laughs> Let me quickly check my inventory. <laughs> inventory. <laughs> Emphasis on the wrong syllable. The yeah. emphasis, yeah. Yeah, would you the care for a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know why that's funny, but it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and what time of the year is this? Cold, hot? Christmas. 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 Uh, it's cold. She's got a toque on. She does. No one else seems to be as cold as she is. But right. uh, why is this Christmas? This is like November. When? Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> I don't that's, even remember that. That's happening. why it's Christmas. Is that they the only clue we get? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, they, I don't know why you'd play Christmas hymns as your chime, you know, in the summertime. I think it's late November. I think it's summertime chimes. <laughs> 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 summertime <laughs> chimes that's too perfect <laughs> oh man right she can't go to her room she assumes this guy is going to meet her by the student affairs department or whatever it is whatever you would that is to you right she goes and like lazily hangs out on the steps like yeah. just fully outstretched so everyone has to walk around her when they come out as you do. As you do. But if people are walking out, does that mean there's classes in there? Is she in front of the right building? I don't know. Maybe they work in there or they just stopped in for some counseling. I have no idea. Either way, <laughs> she gets stood up and she goes to see her friend, Megan. Woo. We get introduced to Megan with her open mouth chewing. Mm-hmm. Her hemming and her hawing. <laughs> I, get, I get a feeling Daniel didn't like Megan. <laughs> he did say that she deserved what she got. I know, so. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Greta Gerwig, I love her. Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Megan and Morty. Mm. Megan and Morty. Oh, no. With her open mouth chewing and kill her. if someone dies first please let it be her yeah she's like she's all talk she just says a bunch of offensive shit and she's constantly like lying and like trying to get Samantha to do rude stuff like 
pull all the flyers. She's like, oh, this old man, we kind of like got cut off at the end of our phone call. I wasn't sure if he wanted to meet right now or maybe tomorrow. So like, I think he stood me up, but I'm not really even sure. Either way, he sounded very nice. And right away, Megan is like, you know what you should do? You should go around campus and rip down all of the other posters he put up. And then nobody else calls him. How do you like them apples? That's good payback, right? Nah. What? It's genius. Because then nobody else will show up. No, I just want to forget it. No more drama. It, not watching her and listening to her talk, it's like a bad Captain Kirk impression. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's genius, isn't it? It's Yeah, she wants to go and fuck this guy over right away. Right away. That's, Jeez. Why wouldn't you? Sucker punch him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right in the back of the head when he's not looking. Yeah, she was just zero to a hundred, just wanted revenge on a dude that didn't... Yeah, she just is that type of person. Let's just get into some shit because now I have a reason to. That's right. And um, so she's got this great apartment that she wants. She doesn't get. She didn't get this job she thought she was going to get. And that's that was it. That's all it took was one thing that she pulled off the board. She called it. It didn't work out. Straight to the bathrooms to cry about it. Yeah. As and to do. get a grip. She needs to get a grip. Really get a yeah. grip. Really. She's got $84. She needs to get out. Why do you think she's going out trying to find stuff? You're going to find out just how much money will change her life later on. Was well, there it, anything right? else on that board? In 80s money, with 84 oh. bucks, you could like buy a car. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> she could drive somewhere less cold for the weekend for 84 bucks. Yeah. But she cries it out a little bit in the bathroom. That We have some more nice shots. I like when she walks in and she slaps three faucets on. Yep. I feel like you can do a lot with that in horror movies making like everything rhythmic all the time you could really build a strong climax something like that i was hoping and it does go in certain places in this film but then she goes back to her dorm with her slutty roommate i just want to say that that scene in the bathroom when she turned on the faucets really that was one of the first moments where i really kind of got sucked in yeah i think that might have been when i turned out the lights i was like interesting that was that was the mood Setting setter the mood. for you, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because that you know, for her to just go in and and then yeah, the like Daniel was saying, zoom in on the on the drainage, you know, just bring the sound out of it. Yeah, it's uh, absorbs you. Yeah, it's engrossing. Yeah, oh. and yeah, watching the roommate wake up after getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> she got really laid into, I think. Really laid into. <laughs> she was like draped over him like a blanket. She's probably still asleep from getting nailed at like 8.30 a.m. Oh, she got straight ragdolled. (laughs) And he looked at her like, yeah, you want to? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) She's going to be out for like the next 12 hours. Hey, I can't really move. Could you scoot over here and give me a handy? (laughs) Help a brother out. (laughs) Oh, man. And then something with that, uh, just eating a candy bar. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, she actually eats candy bar a couple of times in this movie. I think uh, she ate half in her room and then finished it at the house. She did, but she also gets a message. Some <laughs> some point in the day, her slutty roommate woke up and took a message <laughs> from Mister Ullman, who was trying to call Samantha back and apologize. And Samantha gives him a call back. I spoke with another girl this morning who I thought was going to work out, but she it's turned out to be totally unreliable. Totally unreliable. Let's well, pick I out some more flags. One. Upset. Me, I must be honest, I'm in dire need of someone. You mean tonight? Yes. It's very important. Um, 
I'll pay you double. Double? That's fourth red flag. Four. All right. It's very simple. It wouldn't take even much of your time. We would be home soon after midnight. Are you there? Yes. Um. Okay. I think I can do it. Oh, thank goodness. You're saving me. I promise to make this as painless for you as possible. As painless uh, for you as five? possible. So That's that five? the big number five. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking count. I'm tallying them up. But Tom Noonan is nailing it. I like hearing him talk. And Andrew, I feel like if you were just to say any of these lines at all, like, oh, oh, I could really use you to come over tonight. It's, I'm sort of in a dire situation. She's totally unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, why are you playing the same clip over? I thought you just played it. Can you just come over? You'll be out in time for the total lunar eclipse. Oh, my God. You're giving me chills, Andrew. It's after midnight. <laughs> I just <laughs> beat a little. <laughs> get these shots nice here i want you to, i want to make this as painless as possible say that one is that how you get women to sleep with you yeah i walk up and i'm gonna be like hey baby what's up if you come over i'll make this as painless as possible <laughs> <laughs> i'll pay you double <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> whoa i draw the line i don't pay anyone <laughs> okay just lean in you're like Let's not turn this rape into a murder. <laughs> the last one was really unreliable. <laughs> oh, oh god, that just got really weird. Oh. Yeah, but she's got the job. She's gonna take it. So this, the money gets doubled many times <laughs> to transition over. <laughs> yeah. Started at fifty bucks. That's right. Started at fifty. Ended at four hundred. Now they're on the ride over there. Because yeah. Megan's all up in Samantha's business. She's going to give her a ride. She wants to stay over there with her. And she's going to give us her best acting in the entire movie. Yeah, but in the meantime, all anyone seems to care about is this eclipse. The whole kit and caboodle kicks off tonight, just after 10.30. I know it's late for some of you folks, but uh, stay up. It's worth it. Be sure to find a good spot where you can see the sky. I'm so sick of hearing about that stupid eclipse. It's like all anybody can ever talk about. They're like, oh gosh, are you going to go see the eclipse tonight? <laughs> oh, you know, it's not like the moon's going to explode. Although that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Wow. This is where we learned out how stupid people are when they say things like this. <laughs> if the moon were to actually explode, that'd be a big problem for everyone on Earth. Yeah, everyone. I think everybody on Earth would probably die within what? Yeah, at least an hour. At the very or at you know, just massive tidal waves. Girls would instantly stop having their periods. Uh, People (laughs) on one half of the Earth would start. No, (laughs) (laughs) that would be terrible. Uh, Life already sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Now the the moon exploded and everybody's cycles fucked. I love the way. I wonder if I can clip this down a little bit. Oh gosh, are you gonna go see the eclipse tonight? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> she even says it herself. She's like, oh god, did I just actually say that? Yeah. Oh god. We find out something special here too. We find out um what she did for Samantha. What did she do? Oh, she took down all the posters. That's right. That's... All over the place. What a good friend. Oh, right. she went through with her rude ass <laughs> promise. <laughs> yep. Her genius idea. 
It's a successful plan. I think that she actually was the person that he talked to, the unreliable girl. Oh, do you think she's like secretly like jealous? Like she wanted the job at first and didn't get it because she was like 50 bucks, fuck that. Then Samantha talked her way into a hundred, then a couple hundred. I feel like all of Megan's scenes could have been improved with more open mouth chewing and mastication. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely more mastication. Uh, Yeah, she's great. In the car, she promises Samantha that she's not going to touch anything or eat anything. And as soon as the girls arrive and they're drawn into the house, Mr. Ullman pulls Samantha aside to have a private conversation with her. And as soon as she's left alone, Megan digs right into those candies. She starts yeah. touching and eating. Yeah, I was surprised when she didn't like the first one she ate. When she put it in the napkin and looked around, I thought she was going to stick it in the couch. That's I did too. I too. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull the ultimate shitty move. Just yeah. like, oh, they'll find it sometime or they'll die here. Yeah, but to her credit, she actually puts it in her purse. But then she goes back and steals a handful more candies and dumps a bunch off in her purse. Yeah. <laughs> but they're candies from old people. That's what you do with those. I was thinking they're probably covered in, like, dust and shit. Right? Oh, yeah. that's probably. Well, I think that's why the first one she didn't like. And then she dug around under those and pulled one and started eating it. Mm-hmm. I figured that's what it was. Like, just to show that the top ones have been there for a long ass time oh yeah yeah and we're at what we're at five red flags now and now just now five red flags already in okay this next conversation now we're gonna have the creepiest of all the conversations it's like rapid fire red flags let's do this shit you have to forgive me samantha because i've not been completely honest um six okay you see we we actually don't have a child seven we have a child but he's grown it's this job tonight is not for our child but for my wife's mother Eight. Oh. Let's let's hear him out. Hear me out. Mr. Ullman, I, um, I don't have any experience with anything like that. I think maybe you should find Oh, he stands to I'm stop sorry. her. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to, um... Listen, it, this is not anything like you're imagining. There's, there's nothing medical that you have to do whatsoever. In fact, you don't have to do much of anything. And I find this all a bit awkward. But you have to understand, I have only the best intentions. I've been putting advertisements out for the past two weeks to get someone for tonight, but nobody responds to elderly assistance or home care anymore, so I thought maybe babysitter would get better response. It's convincing. Yeah. So yeah. convincing. Didn't do much. And like I said on the phone, I only got one other girl, and when I told her the truth, she backed out, so. Mm, no. I mean, I figure it's, it's all this horror stories that you read in the paper and, and see on TV that have scared away girls of your age from these types of opportunities. And, uh, is that too aware? Yeah, there's a Nine. lot of weirdos out there. You're right. You're right. And I sincerely apologize for being dishonest, but what I'm asking of you is not that different than what you expected. It's essentially just like babysitting. I'm sorry. I appreciate your situation. I do. Okay, what would it take? Oh. Ten? Wait till he confirms <laughs> it. How about if I uh, gave you another hundred dollars? Ten. Ten. Okay, okay. $200. 11. That's $300 for one night. Please, you have no idea how important this is. But here comes Samantha, desperate little Samantha. 400. Hustling. 400. And that makes it 12 because he agreed. So that was even another red flag to where it's like he's even that desperate. What show was he going to with his wife that... He's willing to pay $400 to someone 
to just sit in the house for four hours. Yep. It's a, a lunar eclipse show. That's more than worth $400. You get to see the moon disappear and then reappear and turn red. Ooh. That's worth 400 bucks. And honestly, I would throw in a couple of extra flags when they're sitting in the room before they have that conversation. When they're like, are you a teacher? And he's like, not exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. How about an astronomer? He's like, not exactly. exactly. I'll throw on one for that collective. <laughs> yeah. That whole, is that when they first come in before he takes her into the kitchen? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for that whole scene, you may tag on one flag. Yeah, he's like, I'm more into religion and anatomy. And you're like, whoa, whoa. Okay, that's two. Then. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, <laughs> then that's definitely, that's, that's two alone. <laughs> religion and anatomy. anatomy. Dude, you need to get the hell out of that house. Do you remember the game plan? The game plan was, if they're weird, we leave. This is beyond weird. It's mental. You know, they lied to you. They lied to you. I know. Okay, I know you're right. <laughs> but it's $400. It's $400 for four hours? This equals first month's rent and then some, and all I have to do is sit inside and watch TV. It's too good to be true. Did you ever think it is too good to be true? Oh, fair point, Megan. Shitty actress. Great well, friend. Megan, she has to pay rent on Monday. Yeah. And she doesn't want to borrow the money from your father because she's too proud that's right and in this way she has a little extra 300 for rent a hundred dollars to throw around yeah does pride get you what does pride get you in the situations that are too good to be true demon mm-hmm. babies in you mm-hmm. and megan gets what's coming to her <laughs> that's immediately after right when she drives off it yeah. is she's driving just, her sweet like, ass volvo despite <laughs> all these flags that you guys keep mentioning he's very like they're they're the least red that a red flag could be. I get it. He's very gentle man, and he comes across like it all feels okay. His honesty is almost endearing. It's almost like the flags sort of you know when they bunch together they look like flowers. He he does good to be aware or to mention the flags himself. He's yeah, like, I, I get it. It seems weird. It's not. I just have no other way of doing this. Yeah, but this is would be if you were in the situation as this girl in the middle of nowhere essentially and being placed there just finding out all of this shit i mean if it's immediately if i found out it wasn't babysitting and it was an older person i would have been gone because that's not what i showed up for that's a whole other situation that should have cut the deal but she needed the money that much when ultimately she should have been out you know and he does good to seem extra safe by like having a limp and a cane yeah yeah, he's physically and feeble. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Taking care of an old person that can take care of themselves is pretty easy for 400 bucks. That's even better than babysitting. True. Grandma sitting is much easier. I mean, <laughs> if she runs into a problem, you can just let her die. <laughs> and they won't get nearly as mad if you let a kid die. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So, so she's G-sitting. <laughs> that is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's driving off for the night in her sweet little Volvo, and she, here's the confusing part, it's, is it car trouble? Does she get frustrated and just pull off into a graveyard to smoke a cigarette, or is she planning to like wait there all night that's, and check up on her friend even though her friend doesn't want her to? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was going to say, because why else would you pull over to have a cigarette? It's kind of weird, right? She does chew with her mouth open. She's kind of a mouth breather. Maybe she can't smoke and drive at the same time? That's what I'm saying. She's just an oxygen thief. That's all she is. It's a new concept to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her parents, maybe her parents don't know that she smokes and she's hiding it from them. 
Oh, she has to stop and smoke before she gets home. And then she can let the car air out on the drive home. Uh-huh. Quite possibly. Mm. All right. I like what we're doing here. All right. Or she's a lying, masticating bitch that needs to die. I don't know. <laughs> um, not, I don't know. Ew, she needs to be dealt with and swiftly. Are you... Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend... <laughs> Finally. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I don't know. Arguably the best moment in the film. Oh, yeah. yeah. She sure. opened her mouth real wide after that. Didn't that's so quick, so cold blooded. Oh, oh, you're not the baby. Oh, pff, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I even lit your cigarette. Shit, man. <laughs> oh, so brutal. And then he just reaches in and pulls the cigarette out from between her fingers and finishes the cigarette off. Yeah. Nice yeah. little touch there. Mm-hmm. And her car starts to roll as if she didn't put it in park, like she left it in neutral. Mm-hmm. Now, why would she have done that? Was she driving stick, or did she just not put it in the park? I, I don't know. This Ma- is Megan we're talking about. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it lends to the fact that she just pulled over to light her cigarette, and then she was already, like, maybe she just had her foot on the brake and was going to take off after that. I don't know. She's not very successful at eating. What makes you think she's successful at driving a car? Well, she's not that (laughs) successful at living after that anyway, so she's just donezo. No, they can't park cars, they can't finish off their pizza, but it doesn't really matter because she's not even the babysitter. Are you? Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend... (laughs) 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 It's the new... I like the babysitter one because the thump and splat are perfect together. (laughs) It's like PB and J. I'm going to say that this isn't my favorite part of the whole movie. No? No. I think... It's a contender. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I know what might be, but we'll wait till that comes. Probably not. Okay, well... I'll just just stop guessing which parts you like then. (laughs) Just continue. Nathan? Complete unfeeling execution of the death of of the gunshot is it heightens the 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 stakes right immediately it makes all the creepiness like have this fatality to the to it yeah like it it got real yeah yeah there's because it's been so tame until then nothing but creepy conversations on the phone and then suddenly this guy (laughs) are you are you not the babysitter no i'm not the babysitter my friend <laughs> what were you saying, Megan? All right, so let's get back. They're not even the the Olmans haven't even left the house yet. In no. fact, we have yet to even meet Mrs. Olman. Mm-hmm. We do hear, though, in a strange little situation where Mr. Olman says he's going to go upstairs and talk to his wife. And as Samantha's downstairs listening to him talking to what she assumes is his wife, here comes his wife walking through the downstairs front door from the basement. From the basement. Sorry, yeah, from the basement. Uh, decked out in mink and uh, is ready to admire just how beautiful their little babysitter for the night is. Or their G-sitter, excuse me. There you mm-hmm. go. With her devilish hair, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. she bets uh, the boys really like Samantha. I bet the boys really like you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> of course they do. Fine young beauty like you. I remember when I was your age. Your mother must worry herself silly. I'll tell you what's oh. happening here, okay? The old guy is creepy enough to make you feel slight creepiness. Then Megan gets what's coming to her, and she finally shuts up outside. Right, Daniel? Are you Are you not the babysitter? 
No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> right, and that heightens the stakes. And then, you know, good old Burbs comes walking through the door. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like he's not so much Burbs, but she's Burbs. She's big time Burbs. And uh, Mr. Ullman is doing all right for himself. Yeah, I feel like he was um, less cripple on his way out of the house as he was when he was trying to sell the story to her. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, that might have just been me, but it seemed like he had a little bit more pep on his way out than him being like, oh, I need you to babysit my mother. That's right, and most wives would be upset to see such a beautiful babysitter, or G-sitter in this case, and uh, she's all about it. Yeah, She likes that there's this hot little girl in her house, and her and her husband are going to go out tonight, and they must mention three or four times on the way out to call for pizza. Mm-hmm. Red flag. If she's hungry, gives her a whole extra 20 bucks for it. Yep. And he just, oh, pizza. And then the last thing he says on his right way out. before he closes like, the door. Uh, the, don't forget the pizza. And then closes the door. Mm-hmm. There's Some creepy self-awareness going on where he says, oh, did I say that already? I think I'm so sorry. Yeah, the yeah. first time it's excusable. But that when it gets to that last time, you're like, okay, obviously something's up with the pizza because he's really pushing it and we're in the middle of nowhere. So how many places would deliver out there? Yeah. I'm sorry, I must sound so suspicious. <laughs> yeah, there's no places anywhere around here that would logically <laughs> deliver. It's, oh. it's all okay, Sam. I'll make this as painless as possible. <laughs> Have you noticed our house has a secret staircase in the back? Anyways, did I already mention that? <laughs> That's why I referenced the burbs, because it's got that same, like, okay, she's creepy. Mm-hmm. She's the creepiest one. So mm-hmm. far, yeah. The uh, Mrs. Whatever. Oh, the Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Ullman. And uh, here's a question: Like when they first leave, and she's in the house by herself, she does some exploring around the house, and she's trying real hard to be quiet. Yeah. She doesn't want to disturb Grandma Ullman mm-hmm. upstairs, so she's quietly peeking into rooms and looking at things and really kind of snooping around. She's like opening desk drawers and shit. Lights mm-hmm. on, but then she turns the lights back off before she leaves the room mm-hmm. on some of them, which won't matter later on in the movie, just like her trying to be quiet. Yeah, she's trying to be careful, which is what you would expect if you were taking care of an elderly woman who might be sick upstairs. Mm-hmm. Maybe rest is the only thing, the only time that she doesn't feel pain. Yeah, and in an older, nicer home. She's uh, She makes a call to Megan. She doesn't get a hold of Megan. Eventually, she's like, fuck it, I'll just get some pizza. And we we know. Yeah. We know now that the man she's calling for pizza is the dude that was last checking up on Megan. Are you, yeah. are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. <laughs> and so it's extra creepy to hear him be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we don't have smalls, just medium and large. Uh, Extra anchovies? Uh Uh-huh. When she gives him the address, he's like, oh, there? That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. cool. It's a sweet house, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like that secret staircase. I love (laughs) delivering to that place. The place is the shit. (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely... I I wanted to say there was some connection with the anchovies line, but I think he was just being a dick. Oh, there is. Is there? Yeah, there's an 80s movie called Loverboy with Patrick Dempsey where he's like a young, like 19-year-old boy whore. And when older ladies call for pizza, but they really want his bone, 
They, they ask for extra anchovies. Oh, okay. Damn, that makes that scene just a little bit funnier. Uh-huh. All right. I think. Well, I mean, I'm. I think I know what that movie is just from it coming through the store. But I know I've never seen it. I have a question. Did he have a whole bunch of different pizza f- ready? Because he they, they drug the pizza, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did he have a bunch of different kinds ready? Like, did he have a pepperoni? Did he have a Hawaiian? <laughs> I, I think he just ordered one and then put the whatever drugs on it. I don't think it was like baked into the dough or anything. So he waited for her to say what kind she wanted, and he was like, okay. And then he went and got pepperoni pizza and Probably. put the drugs. That, or he was already at the pizza place, or he had like a whole bunch of extra anchovies on a pizza, and she was like, no, no thanks. And he's like, fuck, he's like, like, peeling them I all off. To, <laughs> these are gonna get go bad soon. I gotta get rid of them. I gotta sell this shit. Okay. <laughs> You're right, though. What is he doing? He's like, oh, shit, she wanted sausage? God damn it. <laughs> just, honestly, you buy a pepperoni, right? Because there's a high probability that that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. sure. I mean, it's like Little Caesars. It's the most popular. Yeah, you can get like $5 hot and ready pepperonis just because they can make like 30 of them and people will just come and pick them up. Yep. Or he have answered the same way he answered the size question where it's like, I want a small. Sorry, all we have is medium and large. I want a Hawaiian. Sorry, all we have is pepperoni. Yep. All <laughs> 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 Hawaiian. Uh, your total will be exactly twenty dollars. <laughs> That's how much he gave you, right? What? It <laughs> 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 was eight dollars. I know. Eight gave bucks. him a twelve-dollar tip when she needs three hundred dollars for rent yeah that's true well she was frightened she answered the door with a knife yeah yeah she's pretty scared was a pizza with extra anchovies (laughs) (laughs) now that's a 20 dollar pizza yeah but here's the reason why i brought up the her trying to be so quiet earlier is because as soon as she orders that pizza here comes the walkman here comes some loud music and she's going to go dance and frolic all over this fucking house, stomping up and down the stairs, jumping on furniture. Me to another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is something I meant to bring up earlier because this is the second time that we get to hear music. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Waiting on that pizza. Pizza. <laughs> are you Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. The music in this is great. Not like the score, but the music that they play is fantastic. The the score score is really good, too. Well, that's fine. It's also really good. But their 80s music is fantastic. And her dancing is a theme for me with horror movies because if people dance in horror movies, it's apparently my favorite part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't uh, Night of the Demons 1, wasn't that your favorite part, too? It's one... Uh, the Wicker Man, the original. Yeah, all oh, the Willow Dance. Yep. Uh, so there's, uh, I don't know what it is about girls and dancing, but when they do it in horror movies, I like it. Apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she was all out on this dance. She's like dancing up the stairs. And it was like that, that '80s dancing, like that John Hughes movie, like oh, kind of like Molly Ringwald. Yeah, like almost like Charles Schultz peanuts dancing. Yeah, kind of, they dance like from their ankles and their elbows, and then just the at the waist too. It's like back and forth, whole body kind of thing. I mean, it's cute, it works, but it's just weird to be like she's '80s dancing and she looks '80s too. It's like the bounciest white people got. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
It's the most hip that White ever hopped. That's right. <laughs> That's basically it. The biggest compliment that this movie gets is that it does the 80s thing very well. It's casted very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of little things going on that you don't really think about. Like even when she's on the phone. Rotary phone. Uh, and the, yeah, rotary phone. But the, the long cord that gets <laughs> tangled on the, on, on the um, wall. Or whatever yeah. when she's in the kitchen. She's trying to keep it from smacking the bowl of fruit off the table. Uh-huh. Right. And then she, you know, you always had to go and, I don't know how old you guys are, but you have to go and, and like, undo the tangle. Oh, no. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, I've, I mean, I grew up with a rotary phone. You have to let the, the phone, like, the receiver dangle. Hang, and so, like, untwist. So untwist it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to sit there and hang it as long as you can stand on your bed to get it all out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the detail is really great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you brought sure. up music, and the score in the background is just pulsing throughout this whole thing. This movie without that music is not is not anywhere close to where it where it gets. Yeah, I'd yeah. say um, the cinematography and then the music those would be like one two on execution. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the end of her little waiting for the pizza dance, uh, she knocks over a vase. <sighs> shit! That is a breathy build up to that shit. <laughs> It's like shit. Phil Collins, man. Ah, remember. <laughs> like that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm surprised that, like, nothing, the old lady doesn't wake up, right? Well, from she murdering? Wake up from murdering. Did she wake up from <laughs> sacrificing? <laughs> she doesn't wake up, like, through the dancing. She doesn't wake up when she breaks the vase. Well, if do we she... know where the old lady is? I kind of forget about the old lady. Yeah. For a she long time. She's in the attic. Yeah. She's not in the room in the hallway that she's worried about waking someone else up in. She's in the she, attic? I, I can't help but remember the old lady is there because throughout the whole movie, the one thing that pissed me off was she kept getting freaked out every time she heard a noise upstairs like she thought she was the only one there when she knew she you know, she wasn't the only one there. I didn't know why it always freaked her out so much. Yeah, like, like come on, you know she's up there. Someone upstairs. That's yeah. what's making the creaks. Yeah, you need to be worried if somebody's downstairs that you didn't hear come from upstairs. That's yeah. when you need to be worried. It doesn't matter how many people are upstairs. Like there's somebody there. Quit yeah. freaking out. Why don't you stop walking around and listening to faucets? <laughs> That's yeah. the thing that happens in this movie. Yeah, and then the pizza guy scares the shit out of her. <laughs> Nightman. You too. He could have said that creepier. He got paid more than the pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you that was like his allowance that his parents were going to give him. But they're like, if you want it, you got to help us out with this. You got to work for <laughs> it. This is what she's going to pay you, man. That's why <laughs> you got to help us out. But when she's cleaning up the vase, we forgot that she found a photo mm-hmm. of a different family in front of the Volvo. Yeah. That's right. Mentioned and pointed to earlier. Yeah. Yeah. This this plays into some of the weirder parts of this movie that, you know, there's a lot of slow buildup. We're giving this movie a lot of credit for keeping the atmosphere right and the tension patient. But they give a lot away about what's going to happen at the end of this movie from the very beginning. In fact, the very first scene of this movie is them talking about 
how 70% of Americans believed in Satanistic rituals or whatever. Yeah. So you know that something Satanistic is happening and coming along soon. We just don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. And then when she's creeping around the house, we get the, the camera pans over the top of the wall into the locked room and we see this dead family as she's discovering the secret, these pictures hidden away in the closet of this family that lived here before the Ullmans. Yeah, I just want to throw this out there. If I'm paying somebody $400 to just look over my house for a few hours, I kind of expect them to not rifle through my shit yeah, in my closet. snooping around. Like, yeah. $400 should keep you in, like, the foyer of the house, and you shut up and stand there until we come back. Yeah, and watch TV. Somebody needs to get Megan'd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you just watch TV? Are you, are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend... <laughs> I can't stop. Just, can I just quickly speak to your comment, Daniel, about how they give it away at the very beginning of the movie? Um, well, you're watching a movie called The House of the Devil. <laughs> it's true, but it's kind of vague, isn't it? When you hear how you, you you're, not, you're not putting it in and going, I wonder what's gonna happen, or I wonder if something bad's gonna happen at this house. Like, come on, come on. No, but you guys knew. You guys were like, you guys were purposely calling this movie by the wrong name because its title is so generically vague. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what house the devil means. It could mean it's haunted with ghosts, or there was a little kid that died, or maybe this used to be an old abortion clinic. Like, or this is a portal to hell, or a portal to hell. Well, it it allows them to to use the whole based on true events thing. Yeah, and get that get that down as its foundation. Ugh. Before they bring out the masticating girl, right, Ugh. Daniel? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then so she got the pizza. That's right. She got the pizza. She eats the pizza. It doesn't taste right to her. So for the second time in this movie, she wastes a lot of pizza. Yep. So. At the beginning, earlier, it was was it, it was her friend that uh, made a weird face while eating a pizza as well. Yeah. Right. Do you think they were also getting drugged at that diner? No. no. It was like she two guys oh, next to them, like pouring Rehypnol all over their pizza. Like, ah, oh, shit, they caught on. Well, I think that's um, they showed her having like distaste for the pizza at the beginning, and it was like you said, I think the same pizza place that that guy delivered from. And so it was just to show that it was the same pizza as back there and that that guy brought it, but this time it had shit on it that, you know, knocked her out. Mm. So it was still just the same nasty pizza, but, I mean, could have tasted worse because of whatever he put on it, in it. I don't know. I assume so, because they make a point of her going to the kitchen, getting water to wash her mouth out. Yeah. And uh, finally, some shit is happening. She's being, okay, here's the, the drug of the pizza starting to take effect. She's starting to, like, get weird and psychedelic, and she's having trouble walking down the hallway. And is she being chased by someone? I don't remember. No. Is she, is she just being scared of, like, she's just hearing noises and running around and being scared by herself, or is someone actually hunting her in the house? Oh, no. She's just going room by room. This is this movie could be called um, The Movie of Exploring This House. One room at a time. Like, she pops in. She's like, oh, God, the pool table again. And then she mm. goes into the bathroom. She sees the hair in the bathtub. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, the hairy bathtub was great. Because whose hair? Was that Mrs. Ullman's hair? Was that 
another girl's hair? Was that a, what if a family member that was murdered in that house's hair? Whose hair was that? <laughs> that wasn't. That was a really good use of music for that. Like big reveal. Grandma's hair is falling out. I guess so. I guess that's grandma's hair. But she finally, she finally, after calling through the hallway, music is freaking out. She's freaking out. We're freaking out. She finally passes out. And then. And when she's starting to wake up, that's another little part that I like. Just the just the tiny part where she wakes up. Just that one part. Oh yeah, just the little flashing images of the candle, the flashing images of like the blood red eclipse happening. Yeah. And because I watched this movie a few times in a row, they actually do take the time every 10 or 15 minutes to show you the moon, different stages of the eclipse happening. Like a below shot after he delivered the pizza, you could see it up in the background. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, well, they should have been threading this thing throughout the entire thing. They should have been really harping on this eclipse. And if you pay attention, they actually do. I don't feel like it comes across that well. You remember it from the beginning when everyone's talking about eclipse this, eclipse that, and then at this part when it's like, doom, 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 doom. And you can see that this was one of my favorite parts of the movie, especially when you were like, oh, yeah, this part coming up. Like, I love the way they did this. And then I remembered watching it. That was awesome. But immediately after that is where they lose me. Yeah. Yeah. It's where it takes a turn for the worse. This This is where it loses you too, Nathan? I actually don't appreciate the strobing the way that you do. I feel that that is where the movie loses itself with the wake scene. I don't like the strobing that's to come. Like when she's trying to run around and do stuff and the the face keeps popping up. I don't care for that. I liked the candle and the moon shots, though. Mm -hmm. There's a definite beat that happens when the strobing starts, in my opinion. And it becomes a different movie when the strobing begins. Yeah, for sure. And that's the best way... I could describe it as I feel like it's you're watching this really great 80s movie. It's real suspenseful. It, it drags out. It's real tense. It's good. And then that when she cuts to or comes to and it cuts to her freaking out in the pentagram, it's like it just went from a really good 80s movie to kind of like a sci-fi original movie with a little bit of budget. That's kind of how I felt about it. It does. It feels cheaper yeah. after that. Yeah, And it goes from all those beautiful tracking shots and low angles and everything to handy cam, like in her face, going around, like all that stuff. For the chase scene, that's one thing. But if she's just laying there, like a good, solid, broad shot of the setting, what was going on would have been perfect. But we didn't get that. It was just really not good establishment. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big issue with Ty West. We just nailed the whole thing down right here is that for 110 minutes, we've been like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like this. This is tense. I like what you're doing here. I'm totally drawn into this. And then the appeal that the movie being tame and subtle has, you know, amidst other movies that are overwhelming and overstimulating, that completely changes here because we've seen devil ritual movies a hundred times. So you better show me some crazy shit or I'm just going to be completely underwhelmed. And that's what this is. It's a witch in bad makeup drawing bloody pentagrams on her stomach. She easily gets out of her bindings and scratches the witch on the face. And the witch does makes the noise that is in every movie that I hate, which is just. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was that's God. Why though? I don't know much about Ty West and his work, but why does he do that? I don't. I don't think he can't. He just can't do that part. Is it like how George Lucas can't kill off characters properly? Yeah, he just he just can't do this part. So he needs to be coupled with a director that can do this part and well, not doesn't have any idea about atmosphere and building. <laughs> like Eli Roth. Together they might make something magical. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's. I think one of the fundamental problems with what's happening right now in this is um, you don't know or care about anyone that's doing this to her like there's nothing to draw you in to have any feelings about what's going on in regards to this like like, it's just kind of it seems like it's out of the blue without a reason yeah yeah for sure um which is a big problem i think you need to be handed things a lot intern no no, they've got this whole ominous lunar cycle thing going on the whole time. That's it's obviously true. connection to the satanic cult. They want to keep the satanic cult in, in the background. They refer to a son. There's a son. He kills Megan. There's a connection with all these characters. They mention the mother. She's actually an old aged witch, apparently, that lives in the attic. You do have a connection to these characters, and they keep it vague for a reason. I know you don't, but you also don't like Mad Max Fury Road. What do you want from me? Yeah, <laughs> it's going to go on for forever. I can't wait to shit all over that movie later. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> that movie was great. It was. Oh, I'm aware. Oh, no, they just drove somewhere. And then they drove back. Didn't have a story. <laughs> Two-hour car chase. No, but I mean, in, yeah. on this movie, I'm I'm a little bit more with Andrew, I think, because... Even though we do care about these characters, and they have brought in, they've been given enough attention, enough backstory, at least to have it all make sense when it actually does go down. But that's here's the it's the threading together, like the sum or the, the sum is not greater than the parts. Uh, it sort of just flakes out, and she's running around, she's stabbing people. There's blood, but it doesn't really feel that violent. Yeah, and then they're out in the graveyard. She's had like weird like impregnated satan blood poured down her throat yeah Yeah. so there's presumably something growing inside of her yeah it was uh the old woman's blood that she poured into her that goat skull or that yak skull or whatever on her belly cut her own wrist put the blood in it and then after she did the thing pentagram on her belly and blood poured it in her mouth and that's when she ripped out and scratched her face yeah she keeps having silly like images of the witch in her head as she grabs her stomach like oh oh yeah yeah the bub's coming out of her belly out of her bielba pussy (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna say she's got a bielza baby bump uh huh (laughs) I feel like Ty West knows how to keep it simple for the most part and then overcomplicates it when he's trying to reach the climax of the of the movie, right? Yeah, because... So it's, it's almost like I would, I would say that he's like a horror appreciation nerd that has real talent as a filmmaker and okay. can't help himself yeah. at the end. He just, you know loses it he's like so excited for the climax that he just like blows it (laughs) yeah Yeah. so what you guys saying he's like a fan first yeah that just okay he's like he's like a nerd that just blows his load um at the end but he has actual actual talent 
So and the audience is like an unsatisfied lover. Like, no, okay. The foreplay was yeah. fucking fantastic. But Maybe after, next time. After an hour and ten, I mean, I had to get something out of it, and I got nothing. Yeah, he's like a yeah. Casanova that, you know, flies them to Paris, and wines and dines them, and roses and violins show up out of the courtyard, and you know, beautiful sunset candlelit dinner, and then, ah, 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 oh, <laughs> in my pants. Yeah. I just tie Weston all over the place. <laughs> I want to say that uh, Ty West gets worse as a director wow. with his movies because this is by far way better than The Sacrament. Damn. Yeah, he seems to not be recognizing where his weaknesses are, and that's why I've been worried more and more about him. But The Sacrament a- was one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Or is it the problem with the horror genre? When someone has talent, they applaud him or her and they don't get a chance to see their flaws because their ego gets pumped up to the point where they become Eli Roths. They, that right. could be a problem. Yeah. Definitely. It's too For easy sure. to be a big fish in a small pond. Yep. All the movies he's done are just, um, they, they appear to be low budget. I might be wrong. Sacrament was low budget too, wasn't it? Yeah, they're all relatively low budget. And he did Innkeepers? Yeah. Is that the other one that everybody talks about? That one's low budget as well. You know, He knows it doesn't take much. You can do a lot <laughs> with a little. Yeah, especially you know most of this movie takes place at a house. Yeah, I was gonna say, I would probably say that m- not most of that budget, but one of the biggest chunks would just to go buying film stock to film it. Because mm-hmm. I mean that's why people. One reason a lot of people don't use film anymore is just expensive as hell. Digital, you can film and erase it if you don't like it and do it over. But I would say even for an hour and a half movie, buying enough film to do that. I mean, he, I, that's why I think it was better that he relied on long tracking shots because he didn't have to rely on people fudging their lines and like having to do multiple takes. It was just here, be scared, walk down this hallway, dance around for a little bit, then we'll throw blood on you. We'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about this unnecessary double ending because she's run away to the graveyard. She's killed. She's killed the son. She sliced his neck open after gouging out his eye. She's killed the old lady, Mrs. Ullman. Yep. She's stabbed Mr. Ullman. I mean, this is... What a terrible satanic group this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're real unorganized. How did they get this far? Exactly. But I, I think there should be a little respect thrown, not necessarily Ty West's way, but her character's way, for actually stabbing the missus when she had the chance she was you know looking at the moon tripping out stabbed her in the back that was a perfect time to do it she actually grabbed the gun on her way out which in you know tropey horror movies you never grab the gun you just run and scream and trip over a stick later on like that's it that's right and she actually fought against that and she makes it all the way out to the graveyard before mr Ullman stumbles his way out there yep and he isn't too worried about her because he's willing to sacrifice himself no matter what so that the Dark Lord <laughs> can put a baby in her belly. <laughs> yeah. but it's a, it's a wingman right there. Yeah. And she does, you know, the most noble thing of all, which is like, oh, fuck, I guess there's no way out. I'm going to have to kill myself. Yeah. yeah. And for me, this movie would have gotten such a better review for me if it had just been like sharp violins right after she killed herself and credits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Boom, done. Your movie was so simple to begin with. What a simple way to go out. She kills herself. There's no vessel left to be taken over as a host. Done. That's it. Instead instead of the credits, you get 
Ted Steven from 13 News. <laughs> Astronomers everywhere are still baffled by how to explain the bizarre event. It seems that the speed at which the moon exited the Earth's shadow was faster than believed theoretically possible. Faster than theory. That means that the moon actually, like, because she killed herself, the moon came out of the eclipse faster than normal because the devil no longer had his hold on the earthly realm. Is that what that means? Well, the how long down or sped up is what happened. This is like devil has control over the sun. The sun speeds up and the, the moon comes out of the eclipse. This is what happens when you go supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> how how long do normal eclipses normally last? The uh, last one that was the other day lasted four hours. Okay. Because it said um, at the news story before, it said that the moon was going to be completely eclipsed for at least two hours. Mm-hmm. And so they never specified how long it was eclipsed, though. It just said it got out faster. Yes, this that, feels like the horror nerd part where he said to some well, his buddy or whatever, no, no, the, the, the eclipse happens faster because she kills herself. And that idea just was so cool that they had to didn't have to prove it Go out of their way to make sure it was in the movie yeah. instead of just stepping back, keeping it simple and saying, hey, this whole scene where she wakes up in the Satanist ritual and shit, if you're going to do the witch thing with the horn skull and the blood dripping into her mouth and putting you know the antichrist inside of her belly then you have him explain to her very calmly and very in the same way that he did through earlier in the movie to keep consistency what they're doing and why they're doing it and what's going on and you do that so that everyone understands why she has to kill herself and yeah you do throw the credits down right after fuck that shit (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why they show her halfway alive at the hospital after she, like, it wasn't... She's alive? That was my reaction at this point. Wait, what? She's alive? Like, at this point, when when she killed herself, I was ready to say, okay, wow. All right, it it went off the rails, but, you know, okay, if it ends there, great. And then, what? What are you doing? Like, she's alive? Leaves room for House of the Devil, too. (sighs) In 80s horror movie fashion, it could not help itself. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it took, it paid homage to all the great things about 80s movies and all the horrible things, too. Yep. (laughs) They can't seem to leave those parts alone. But yeah, this wasn't like Fight Club. Like, in Fight Club, he kind of, like, points the gun, like, into his neck or, like, back by his ear. And, like, blows out behind his ear and, like, his jaw. And even though it's, that that movie, too, is shocking. Like, what? Who the hell survives a fucking blowing your brains out? But you kind of get it. In this one, it looks like she is dead on. She's like, here's the meatiest part of my brain boom yeah, yeah. So, that's but that's also possibly a horror nerd wanting that effect to look really gross and really badass yeah i mean i'm sure it's possible you can get that kind of ejecta from a headshot wound and still live but that's mm-hmm. not likely i also like that word it leaves your head on the other side of your head is why you're still alive because the bullet leaves Oh, no, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm sure you can get shot in the head to where that much comes off and still live, but it's highly unlikely. Yeah, she's a vegetable, I guess, just hosting this baby until it's born. Yeah, Yeah. even then, if she could do that, if it was a normal human baby. I don't know. I mean, she got that devil blood inside her, so she may be be all supernatural now. I'm against the Antichrist being a C-section. How about you? (laughs) It should, like, claw its way out, you mean? Yeah. No, yeah. There's, there should be a birth. 
Yeah, she's so definitely technically the she is a babysitter. She's just babysitting her own child. Wow. Mm. Damn. It all comes back around. Oh my god. Damn. Yep. I need to take a walk. There's going <laughs> to be some ejecta yeah. ejecting out of there later. I feel like this scene has a lot of ejecta in it. Are you Are you not the babysitter? <laughs> no, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. <laughs> Ugh, you can just well, hear anyone. all that. So satisfying. That's why the end gunshot scene makes you think of that other gunshot scene. Mm-hmm. It just seems so final when that... Uh, yeah. I don't know. It really hey, does. Ty West apparently played the favorite teacher in the credits, but I don't... Did he cut himself out of the movie? Favorite teacher? Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I saw a teacher scene in this movie. I don't remember seeing it. She goes... She thinks about going to class and then just turns in her report on the outside of the wall and leaves again, but that's about as close as we get. Could have been a deleted scene, and they just, you know, he was in the credits for it. He probably cut himself in editing. (laughs) She's probably like, you need to get your grades up, and she's like, she can't do her work because her roommate's such a piece of shit. There's probably some subplot in there somewhere about that. Yeah. This this is another problem with this movie. At the beginning, it said it was uh, written, directed, and edited by Ty West. But who does that? Like, if you wrote and directed it, is like, don't you leave it at that? Like, that's the the pinnacle. Well, look, it's all shot in film. He's a cinema nerd. He's yeah. like, he's like, it's like I'm proudest of editing. I edited movie. this. I w- I get that part because yeah. I I would too. Editing, yeah, you sure. can make or break something with editing. Yep. And especially that, on film, that means you got to like clip it together, you got to throw it on the reels, do all of that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that like a film nerd or like a cinema nerd, they look at editing that way, right? Maybe not everyone else does. That's why he says written, yeah. directed, and edited because it it is so important, and he wants to acknowledge its importance. Okay. All right. I'll, it was I'll also give shot. It, that. it was also cool. shot in 18 days. Intern. In 16 wow. millimeter, which is the best part. 18 days. That's pretty good. That's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Good work. That's impressive. 18 yeah. days. Yeah. Should have a couple more probably for the last. Probably took scene. him two years yeah. to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, okay. So where does everyone land now? I'm going to go ahead and go last. I'm going to say let's start with Nathan. We'll go Nathan, Marissa, Caruso, Andrew. Nathan. I guess I'll drop down to plus one. Because yeah. the end is a fucking catastrophe, and I demand more from him. If he's going to do this, so much of it, so well, then I demand more. I want a full movie out of you, Ty. You hear me? Ty? <laughs> I want a full movie done on 16 millimeter because it looks great, and I want you to bring the same sensibility, and I want you to just rock the Casbah, and until you do, I'm going to give every movie you make a lower rating, plus one. Ooh, okay, so you're giving you're giving Mr. West an ultimatum. Yeah, I'm challenging Mr. Whoa. West. Damn. <laughs> All right. So, okay, so you said uh, negative or uh, positive one. I started positive two. I'm moving down to positive one. Okay. Uh, Marissa. Me. Um, I think I'm going to move up to a neg. I mean, a positive one, instead of a negative one. I mean, y'all, y'all brought up some good points as to why I should think it was a positive rather than a negative. Right? It's not, in, it's not enjoyable be, because it's bad. It's actually got some goodness to it, yeah. just not enough. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll say... I know I said positive one. I do kind of want to say positive two. Yeah. 
I'll go with positive too. Okay. I'll do it. I just I love the way it looks so much. It's worth it. Getting yeah. through getting through that last bit is worth the beginning. Yeah. And if you want to, Nathan, I'll I'll stand firm with you on a one point five. <laughs> <laughs> Bulls, we'll go against all these fuckers. We'll get them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We can change. We can change everything together. <laughs> yes, we can. Stick together. <laughs> Holy crap. I I just want to thank uh Elliot Rocket. Elliot Rocket was the best part of this movie. Elliot Rocket? Mm. And he was the cinematographer. So thank you for <laughs> quality cinematography. Awesome. This is exactly where I put it at the beginning. It's a one. What if Elliot Plus Rocket one. was Ty West's like roommate? And he just kind of helped him. He said, okay, you can have the cinematography credit. I don't think that that happened. No? What about, what about Jeff Grace? Zoom. What about Jeff Grace and his wonderful score? Did he have nothing to do with this? His The score was great as well. Okay, so can we can we say Jeff Grace and Elliot Rocket? Yeah. Thank you for a plus we one. We can. Elliot Thank- Rocket sounds like a fake name Ty West did the cinematography under. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't want to tack that on after editor as well. He didn't want to seem too much like a pretentious douche. <laughs> Saying that. It was still an hour and 10 minutes of cinematography that was great. And the flashing strobe scenes, not great cinematography. Okay, well, from now on, whenever you appreciate a movie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that you really don't like that director. You just like that cinematographer. Okay. And then we'll have big fights about it. We could. Or you could give Ty West a little credit in your final statement. Ty West, I think you've gone downhill. This was the best thing I've seen from you so far. And the more recent things I've seen been much worse come on ty come on you got it in you buddy come pick on. up your socks come on ty. learn how to make an ending to a movie come on ty and just shoot in 16 millimeter you can do it oh yeah oh yeah is this the only one he did in 16 i'm not sure the sacrament oh. definitely wasn't <laughs> i heard that 16 millimeter yeah that one went for the gorilla digital wow uh, well what about you daniel your score <sighs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> The final word. <laughs> yes, considering that my opinion is the most important, um, <laughs> deserve my own musical bumper. Uh, we've mentioned it already. This movie is doing a lot of horror things right. It is right at 90 minutes long. It is taking its time to build an atmosphere, to build a setting, to build a world that you would believe in, and in this case, it's building one of the most believable 80s worlds you've ever been in that wasn't actually shot in the 80s. Uh, There's clear horror fandom from the director. You can tell that he had a lot to do with this movie because the themes and concepts are all there. They're consistent for the most part. You can tell one man had his hand in lots of different pots and that might have played to his disadvantage at the end where he does exactly what we've mentioned, which is just get too excited and blow his load comes on too quick it's both erratic and underwhelming at the same time and it just doesn't seem to know when it should end which makes it so much more disappointing because of how good so much of the beginning of it was so you walk away thinking yeah pretty good I don't know if I should tell a lot of people about it I won't stop people from watching it and I might watch it again I don't know somewhere in the future definitely not the near future but uh, I think a plus one is where we're going to land on this Uh, which means there's only one thing left to do now 
choose to spin for next time. Let me go ahead and get this cranked up here. Oh, oh, it's off. <laughs> Excuse me, I slipped off the wheel there. Not a problem. We'll give that Wilter. Uh, Wilter, what's going on here? Daniel, we discussed this already. No, we d we're we not doing this, Wilter. No, you decided that, and I said we should do it because we didn't get to last year. Okay, I'm tired of this nonsense, Wilter. Have you forgotten who I am? Anyway, in honor of the greatest day of the year, you will be watching Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, Take it out of my hands, apparently. I guess I don't run this show anymore. <laughs> That's okay. We agree on this one. Halloween. There it is. Halloween for Halloween. Couldn't be more boring than that. <laughs> You're welcome. How stereotypical. So pretentious. But it's the introduction of John Carpenter to the show. It is the introduction to John Carpenter to the show. It's Halloween for Halloween. I'm not that sad on it. Come on. No way. Um, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What is it? Yeah, sure. That's not like a news intro theme, but we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know the Halloween. It's like one of the only songs you learn to play on the piano as a kid. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's one of the original slashers. It is what the entire Friday the 13th franchise was stolen from. So this makes sense. It's Halloween. More than watching Halloween and Halloween and enjoying a nice John Carpenter film before John Carpenter went way off the rails. Yeah. Uh, it's returning to our roots, our slasher roots, so... It's a good one. It should be a sequel or a remake, but we're going for Halloween. Which will end up being a it's, sequel yeah. in its own right. It's the beginning of a major franchise. Oh, that will set up, after we see Halloween, we'll have nine more to go to. Yeah, and the <laughs> thing is, if we watch Halloween and then you spin and get Halloween 2, who's complaining after that? That's right. And then three and four, five, six. And then Buster Rhymes and LL Cool J and, you know. Oh, no. It goes five, six. Then it goes uh, H2O, then Resurrection, then the zombie remake and the zombie sequel remake. Oh, God. Kill me. H2O is going to be a problem. <laughs> Night of the Demons 3 is going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We've had fun with Night of the Demons. I don't know. Yeah. On Back in the Hood is going to be yeah. a problem. Yeah, those will be a problem. That <laughs> goes to space ends up being a problem. I don't know. I feel like Leprechaun Goes to Space has some promise. <laughs> As a movie or for the show? Uh, both. Yes. <laughs> yes. All yes. Right. Okay, cool. Only for the movie. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying you're not the babysitter? Are you? Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend... <laughs> okay uh, i'm getting loopy house of the devil done in the bag spun spoken on we prepare next time for halloween oh yeah yeah can we call it a spin i feel like that ability was taken away from me but i guess it is one since the wheel is telling us what it is that or yeah. just just be like the halloween episode you know what i mean that's it. Join us next time for quote unquote spin 17 <laughs> Halloween. You can reach us at 100lunatics.com. Check out the show. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. 
Speak to us on Twitter at 100Lunatics. Get in touch with Nathan at I Hate Horror. Andrew, the intern at the intern TPP. Marissa at MJ44. And Caruso at Critchin Baby. Yes, sir. Until then. Try not to get any devil babies inside of you. I would say keep your legs together, but in this case, don't drink strange blood. Goat skulls. Maybe I'll grab a drink. Oh, okay. Start. Oh, okay. I'm gonna dictate terms. Okay. Fine, I'm gonna go piss. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go pee then too, if this is the case. Oh, okay. Are you, are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. I will. Remember you. <laughs> <laughs> what in God's name was that? What was that? I triggered you guys. That was amazing. Are you? Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. Oh, I just let my headphones punch me in the face. Don't do, <laughs> don't let things abuse you like that. Excellent. I'm, that's what I come here for. Yeah, he invites abuse. That's what he does. Even from an inanimate object. <laughs> oh, it was very animated. <laughs> I pulled them apart to like put them on my head, and then it slipped out of my hand and kind of just reacted into my jaw. I just envision the kind of person that like gets halfway through taking off their t-shirt and gets frustrated and just gives up. Are you? Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. I have this horrifying prediction that I'm just going to be this idiot on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're not going to be? Well, I don't know. I might. Hey. <laughs> there it is. We warmed things Zing. here. Okay. We slowly walk. We, we bring it into the room. We think about it. We debate it. It's a process. We I think he just decision. called you an idiot already. Yeah. That's what just happened there. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. If that's what just actually happened, then no, it's on. I, I didn't call anybody an idiot, I swear. <laughs> oh, no. Are you? Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. Mahalo. <laughs> Shaitan. Ben, ben El Shaitan. <laughs>